This is the Bouquet Toss Podcast, brought to you by the Budget Savvy Bride. We're here to help you figure out what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. Join founder Jessica Bishop and editor Sari Wienerman as we unpack wedding trends and traditions to help you plan a wedding that feels authentic to you. So before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. Welcome back to season three of the Bouquet Toss podcast. Today, we're disrupting the expensive bridesmaid dress tradition. Somewhere along the line, it became a universally accepted truth that being asked to be a bridesmaid for a friend's wedding meant dropping a ton of money on a dress you'd probably never wear again, and on all of the pre-wedding activities too. Ladies, you do not have to be Katherine Heigl in 27 Dresses just because her character romanticized the always a bridesmaid trope. Why did we all become obsessed with our friends being clones to get some pretty pictures? And more importantly, why did achieving this look get so expensive? From color swatches to alterations, the process can cost a pretty penny. And whether that's your chosen aesthetic or not, we love when companies debunk those expensive tropes to offer affordable and fashionable alternatives for the bridal party. So with us to discuss how her company did just that is Grace Lee, founder and CEO of Birdie Gray, a direct-to-consumer bridal brand on a mission to change the way women shop for their weddings. A longtime veteran in fashion and beauty, Grace began her career at InStyle Magazine as a writer and reporter. She's also worked for Kate Spade, Kate Somerville, and Stila Cosmetics. Um, Love all of those brands, by the way. Having been a bridesmaid six times herself, she personally knew how fun, but how damn expensive, being a bridesmaid could be. She saw an opportunity for aspirational bridesmaid dresses at affordable prices, and so Birdie Gray was born. We're so excited to have you, Grace. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, and a bride to be herself yes. at the moment. So <laughs> very exciting. Yeah, I'm getting married this November. Ooh. Congratulations. Yes, Thank congrats. you. So Grace, let's start off by really starting simple. Why was it so important to you to help bridesmaids get dressed for the wedding more affordably? Yeah, I mean, I had been a bridesmaid six times myself. The first time in my early 20s when I didn't have a huge budget, yet so many of my friends were getting married. And most recently in my mid-30s, which is where I got the idea to start Birdie Gray, because I realized that while the whole wedding planning experience had changed with technology and had innovated, no one had bothered to rethink the way we shop for bridesmaids dresses. It was still highly brick and mortar. The dresses were still really expensive. At the time I started the company, the average cost of a bridesmaids dress was $165. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. Why would you want to spend that much for a dress that you wear once? Why can't you buy it online? And why does everything have to be made to order with these long lead times, inflexible return and exchange policies? And so it was really in the last wedding I was in. And I got the idea to start Birdie Gray. I was like, I think the price point that I'm comfortable paying is $100. And mind you, like, I had a bigger budget. I was in my mid thirties, but I was just kind of like, I don't want to spend more. And I think other women don't want to spend more either. And so that's kind of where I started. And we've really proven that you can still get a really beautiful quality bridesmaids dress that looks great in photos that can flatter, you know, a lot of different body types and figures at an affordable price point. And that's how Birdie Gray was born. 
I'm just like over here, like giving snacks. <laughs> Who wants to pay more? Like yeah, I remember, literally no one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember in my 20s, like I had lots of girlfriends getting married. I'm from the South. I grew up in the South. So yeah. we start young. All my friends were getting married. And it really felt like at that time, of course, I'm aging myself here. This was like 13 years ago. <laughs> but the average prices, I, I was spending sometimes $300 on a bridesmaid's yeah. dress. I wouldn't spend that on something for myself that I would want to wear repeatedly. Let alone I know. one time. So I remember the first wedding I was in, I think I spent 270 on the dress and then I took it to an altar. I was living in New York. I took it to my local dry cleaner to get alterations and it was an extra $70. And I was like, I can't pay my rent this month. It's so expensive when you're 22, you know, <laughs> a thousand percent. And yeah. the alterations point is also a big one. Yeah. And then when you're working with price points like that, it becomes something that when someone asks you to be a bridesmaid, it's almost like, oh no, now I have to spend a lot of money. Yeah. And that's such a unfortunate part of it, right? Because you want to be able to be there for your friend and it's an honor, right? To be asked to be a bridesmaid. But then all of a sudden it kind of hits and you're like, oh wow, this is 100%. Be- Especially if you're in multiple weddings, like this year with just like the COVID rebound, I feel like people are like, I'm in five weddings this year (laughs) and no one wants to spend a lot on a bridesmaid's dress if they're going to have to do it five times. And you might even be planning your wedding at the same time. Yeah. And so you have got all of your wedding expenses. On top of that, you have to now add the expenses for everybody else's wedding. So, okay. So I think we know that like (laughs) we, it was much needed. You, you create, there was a hole in the market that you guys filled, which is phenomenal. I would love to talk about some of the alternatives that there are for making, I guess, more use out of your dress, right? So even if you are going to get it at this price point, which is amazing, how do you get more bang for your buck? Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, one, you can opt for one of our convertible dresses. So our convertible dresses come with two really long extra front streamers that you can tie up the neckline a bunch of different ways. So you can get so much more out of your dress and wear it, you know, to your next black tie event, or, you know, you can really switch it up. We also have what I call mini convertibles in that you can take off a sleeve and it becomes a completely different dress. So you get more wear out of that. I've seen people who have shortened their dresses into like a T length or like right at the knee, turning it into a little party dress. What's great is that we actually have a give back program. So we've partnered with the Princess Project, which is an organization in California that holds dress drives for teens in need for prom. And so we have a give back program. If you know you're not gonna wear it again, which it's really hard to wear like a blush pink long chiffon dress with ruffles again in the wild, you can donate it to help a teen in need for prom. And so we've been doing that program since we launched, which is great. This year we're expanding our partnership on a more national scale with Operation Prom. So that's been really exciting. So most of our dresses are pretty traditionally bridesmaid dresses that are floor length and chiffon, but we are testing into new fabric collections. And so we introduced crepe dresses that, especially in the darker colors, you could totally wear to a black tie event. We have them in black, in jewel tone emerald and cabernet, and it just looks like evening wear. It's a stretchier fabric. It's a lot more modern, body skimming. And so we're, we're thinking about, you know, wear again silhouettes. We also launched like a satin midi capsule collection, you know, the satin 90s slip dress that you see everywhere, which I've worn to the last two weddings I've attended as a guest. And so the direction that we are moving is in the more wear again cocktail direction. 
Yeah, I love that. I think that even beyond some of these typical styles that people are wearing as bridesmaids, we started to see a lot of people wearing dresses that you wouldn't look at and peg as a bridesmaid dress, right? Because it's different material. Maybe it's patterned. And oh my God, I love seeing a bridal party that all have different like floral patterns in their dress, but they somehow look amazing together. You know, it's another option. So I love that the bridesmaid industry is taking a step towards how can we make these less quintessential bridesmaid looks and more things that will be able to be worn again. And, you know, I also like the idea that it doesn't make the bridal party look completely separate from the rest of your guests. Yeah. Because, you know, most of your guests are going to be showing up in those more, I don't even, I'm I'm not a fabric fashion expert, but you know, these in the other more fashion forward evening wear styles. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of an opportunity to have your bridesmaids also look that way. And so one question we would love to know from you is what is your preference when it comes to bridesmaids? Do you like matching or do you like mismatched better? I love seeing mismatched. So there's a couple ways you could do mismatch. And I will say like gone are the days where it's one dress in one color. We don't really see it. We sometimes see it, but most of our customers opt for mix and match within the same color. So oftentimes the bride will say, okay, I'm going to go with birdie gray. I love their dusty blue. Hey, bridesmaids, go to birdiegray.com and pick out the dusty blue bridesmaids dress that you want. And so you'll see these varying silhouettes. What I really love to see is varying silhouettes in a palette of colors. So maybe it's not just dusty blue, but it's also dove gray and sage. So you have a cool palette going on and then different silhouettes. So each bridesmaid looks unique. Um, and I think it makes for the most beautiful photos. I totally it has like agree. an ombre effect. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like very soft and it feels cohesive and you can tie in, you know, like the florals, obviously a lot of the bouquets are going to match and make yeah. that seem, feel like more seamless, but you get just such like dimension and I don't know, like there's just something that feels like warm about it. I feel like when I see it in photos, I'm a big yeah, fan too. <laughs> for sure. I will say the easiest thing for a bride to do though, if she wants to do mix and match is just to choose one color and then have her girls just like choose a silhouette that they like. So I would love to, on that note, kind of get like a hot take from you, right? So there's no right answer to this, but a lot of people kind of disagree on if if the bride does want something like that, where she's like, you must be in this color, uh-huh. even if she says you can have whatever style you want, should the bride pay for those gowns? Um, that's a really good question. I think it is such a nice gesture when the bride pays, but not everyone has that kind of budget, right? Especially as a bride, you're paying for the rest of your wedding and it's so, so expensive. And so I think it's such a nice gesture if your budget allows, but it's not a necessary thing. And I think most bridesmaids expect to pay for their own. If you look at our own customers, 90% of our bridesmaids buy for themselves and 10% of brides pay for the bridal party. And if you're the bride, Mm -hmm. you're doing your bridesmaids a solid by choosing an affordable option. So yeah, yeah, for sure. So along this line, we're going to keep going because really we want to just kind of dive into like the expense of being a bridesmaid, right? And so, okay, let's say, amazing, you have birdie gray, you can get an affordable dress, you may even be able to wear it again. Fantastic. So with that, what about all the other expenses that the bridesmaids is expected to pay? You know, you maybe are going to a bachelorette party yes. and, and a, an engagement party and a bridal shower and all these things. And so on top of that, should they be expected to also give a gift at the wedding? 
So that's a really great question. I think the answer there is yes, you should give a gift to the couple at the wedding, but you're right. Being a bridesmaid is very expensive. I think the last study I read, it either costs, the average cost is either $1,200 or $1,400 per wedding that you're in. And that includes gifts, travel, you know, attire, bachelorette party, bridal shower, engagement, all of that. It's expensive. Super expensive, especially like you said earlier, if you have multiple weddings in the same year, like you're going to have to have a whole separate budget and savings account to save for all the weddings that you're in. Yeah. You know, Bloomberg had a really great article that I was really opening. I, I can't remember what the statistic was, but it was a surprising amount of people go into debt while planning their weddings and being a part of bridal parties, which I thought was so surprising. But I mean, it's true. Like you're expected to dish out a lot to participate. Yeah, yeah, it's just something we never discuss. We're always really focused on like, how can you yourself when it's your wedding, plan ahead, set your budget, work with it, stay within it. Yeah. But that really is an entire wrench that gets thrown into your budget. And so it might be something to really put on your own wedding budget. And if your friends are all getting married before you, then it is something really to think about at that time too, because yeah. there's just, there's a lot. And sometimes you can probably be like, oh, same color for both of these weddings. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know. How can how can we coordinate all of our friends to get like the same color palette? Or exactly. I found 100%. an awesome color. You should use this. <laughs> I mean, if that's not savvy, I don't know what is, right? Exactly. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just so interesting. You know, we talked on season one, we looked into the tradition of bridesmaids in general. And there's a little bit of a problematic history of bridesmaids. You know, they kind of were invented to be a distraction for like a drunk groom, you know, yes. <laughs> to capture <laughs> his bride, right? And it gets us thinking, what really are the responsibilities of a bridesmaid? And honestly, some of them I feel like are to show up and look pretty and match all the other people in your dress. Honestly, like the photos, getting good photos are part of the responsibility. Yeah. Content. <laughs> uh, yeah. Content exactly is a bridesmaid duty. You know, I think for the modern bridal party, it's really being there, showing up and being a, like celebrating the day with your core group of friends. Right. And like being in those photographs, which which is really big. I also think that, okay, let's start from the bachelorette party. You know, bridesmaids are expected to contribute and help plan and offset some of the expenses for the bachelorette party. Bridal shower is more traditionally and everyone's different. Um, like the family really hosts and contributes and the bridal party will help, but not in the same way that they would for the bachelorette party. And then it's really the wedding day of duty. So helping the bride, especially if she's more of it like a DIY bride, you know, helping her assemble, you know, welcome gifts, assemble programs. If she's doing any sort of DIY for the wedding, the bridesmaids are expected to do that. On top of that, I would say the maid of honor has a long laundry list of duties beyond giving a speech. It's like making sure you have tissues in your pocket so that you can hand it to her at the altar. I was at a wedding last week and none of the bridesmaids had tissues. So someone from like the guests had to get up and give her a handkerchief. It was really cute, but it's like, that's an actual bridesmaid duty. Learning how to bustle a dress is a bridesmaid duty. Helping her go to the bathroom is a bridesmaid duty. Um, so there are all these things, but I think it's really just showing up and being there for your girls. For me, I'm getting married in November and I don't want to like burden my bridesmaids, but I'm like, you know what? Let's just make it really fun. And I'm just glad that you guys are going to be there standing at the altar with me. 
And how many gals will be standing by you on your wedding day? (laughs) So I'm a little older. If you asked me this question five years ago or 10 years ago, I'd be like 10. (laughs) But at this stage in life, I have two bridesmaids, one maid of honor and one bridesmaid. We love to see it. It's very savvy. Yeah. (laughs) Because as the bride, having more bridesmaids means more gifts and more hair and makeup and all of that to consider as well. I am having my nieces. I do have three flower girls and one junior bridesmaid. And all outfitted in Birdie Gray, I'm sure. Yes. So we don't do flower girl dresses, but we are launching sashes. And so it'll be an early look at our sashes that are rolling out in January. And then the junior bridesmaid, I'm going to take a bridesmaid's dress and alter it to her. Amazing. Yeah. At The Budget Savvy Bride, we love working with companies that make your wedding planning simple, savvy, and stress-free. And today's sponsor will do just that. If you're looking for a different kind of bridal brand, check out Vowed Weddings. Vowed's collection of wedding dresses offers amazing quality and style at prices that won't break the bank. 70% of their collection is under a thousand bucks, so there's plenty of savvy styles to choose from. They're also a brand with a mission. They've pledged to give 1% of their sales to charities that build confidence and educate the next generation of incredible women. That's something we can really get behind. Visit vowedweddings.com today to browse their collections, schedule a virtual appointment, and take advantage of their try-at-home program. Again, visit vowedweddings.com, V-O-W-D, weddings, W-E-D-D-I-N-G-S.com. Happy planning! I love that you mentioned all of those bridesmaids duties because you're so right. The art of helping the bride go to the bathroom, no one trains you for, but you need to have somebody, at least one person in your bridal party that knows how to do that. Totally. Each bridal party you're a part of, you learn a little bit more. (laughs) 100%. You get smarter and smarter. Like by the sixth wedding you're in, you're like, I've got this. (laughs) It's a cumulative knowledge base. (laughs) Exactly. And it's interesting. I think the latest statistic is that by the time a woman is 27 years old, she will have been a bridesmaid three times on average. So that is the statistic. And I do think Jess kind of alluded towards this. I think it depends kind of like where you are, how early your friends get married. But, you know, think about that, like three times before 27, spending at least $1,200. Yeah, this adds up quickly. And so I love that you mentioned that stat on, you know, about $1,200 per wedding is the average bridesmaid cost. But we also saw this bustle article that talked about how the lifetime cost of being a bridesmaid is about $6,600. Oh my gosh. I think it's very interesting to look at it that way, right? It's not only just the one time that you're the bridesmaid for that person, but like, It's everything kind of after that as well and adding up all the times that you do it. And I think it's just a very interesting thing that we always can't wait for that time in our life where we're a bride, but a huge part is also most times being a bridesmaid. And so really talking about how to be a savvy bridesmaid, I think is important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've thought about different ways that our customers can save on being a bridesmaid. I think one, (laughs) my favorite one is learning. And there's so much like great beauty education out on YouTube. It's like, learn how to do your own makeup, practice, watch videos so that on the day of you look like it's professionally done. There's a lot of fun hacks. I feel like. Yes. I've gotten quite an education by following lots of creators on TikTok in the last year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Totally, totally. 
Yeah. I mean, and also like, obviously, Grace, since you're currently planning a wedding, we'd love to hear how the process has been for you and how you found navigating the wild waters of wedding planning as somebody who's seen the industry from so many different sides now. Yeah. I mean, I am a COVID bride in that I didn't have to postpone my wedding, thankfully. You know, when COVID hit, so many of our brides were just, they didn't know what to do. And my heart went out to them. It's like, no one knows what's going to happen. But I actually got engaged in June of last year. So by the time I get married, um, I will have been engaged for a year and a half, which is kind of crazy. But I didn't really start planning my wedding until earlier this year when the world started opening back up. And wedding planning is going well. I have all of my vendors secured, but I haven't planned or designed anything yet. And so it's giving me a little bit of anxiety because I think we're three months out now. And so in the next couple of weeks, I just need to like hit the ground running. I think I'm going to take the last couple weeks of August off to really focus on it because work has been so crazy. I haven't haven't had a chance. <laughs> I just got my invites out the other day and I was like, okay, check. <laughs> That's a big step. So it's officially happening. So yeah, it's time to start buttoning up some of those aesthetic details, I think. Yeah. Are you working with a planner? I am. I am working. Thankfully, I could not do it on my own. That's great. Are you providing your bridesmaid and maid of honor with anything in advance of like, here's all the things that I'm going to want to get help with? Or are you kind of just like, they know me, they'll, they'll roll with the punches on the day of? Honestly, I really don't want to burden them because, well, my co-founder is my maid of honor and she is just as busy as I am and she's a brand new mom. And so I'm not, I, I want to bother her minimally with my wedding. Um, and then my other best friend has a lot going on too. And so I am going to be a very chill bride and I have a wedding planner. And so, you know, I think I'm going to try to keep the duties to a minimum. That's so great. I think it's it's one of those things. Obviously, they love you. They care about you. They're probably very honored to stand beside you on your day. And I also would say like to release yourself a bit from that feeling of being a burden because they love you and they want to be there for you. But I yeah, do, on the true. other hand, would say like you're obviously a very considerate friend. And I think that's something that all brides should take note of and think about how their decisions are impacting their bridal parties as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I consider it a luxury to have a wedding planner too. And she's been helping me a lot with like just the checklist of things. And so... You know. Right. I mean, honestly, yeah. it's it's one of those things. It's a trade off of like your time or your money. And so if you're able to afford to have a wedding planner to help you out, it's such a great thing to be able to relieve yourself of that time investment. Yeah, definitely. So now that we've discussed all of these great ways to be just more conscious of how, you know, your decisions might affect your bridal party and how, you know, you can make things most easy on them. The fun part of styling them, like I do not want to downplay that. And so I'd love to close out with just some of your tips for ways to get inspiration, ways to even just like get started. In your experience, did you choose colors before choosing like your other decor stuff? Did you know this is the color that I'm, I mean, obviously you work with all of these colors all the time. So I'm sure <laughs> picking colors was easier for you, but how did that process go for you? You know, what's funny. I haven't finalized my color palette yet. And that's because I definitely want a palette. It's not just one color, 
but I'm not sure yet. I haven't, I haven't decided. And I think um, I'm leaning more towards like a neutral story. So taupe, we're actually launching a collection of long satin bridesmaids dresses and they'll be available like around the time of my wedding. And so I'll probably go with long satin, but I'm thinking taupe and rose gold, just like a really neutral story. But my palette is actually a whole palette of pastels. And so we have like these nudes and peaches and roses um, offset by grays and sage and like creams. And I'm basing it off of one, the venue, the venue is very kind of has that sort of aesthetic, but I found these shoes by Loeffler Randall. I'm sure you guys have seen it. They're the camellia bow topped heels that like everyone is wearing for their wedding shoes. And they just released them in like this beautiful, creamy pastel floral thing. And I'm like, okay, all the colors on these shoes are going to be (laughs) in my wedding palette. And so I'm just kind of it, it'll be like a fun pastel story. <laughs> I love that. It sounds yeah. very dreamy. Yeah. Of that you were inspired by, you know, a shoe. A, a shoe. <laughs> Inspiration exactly. can come from anywhere. I think that's some of the hardest things are people probably just go to Instagram. They kind of go to social media, look at what other people have done, which is of course very helpful. Like steal the luck if you love it. But it can be very hard to just be inundated with all of these different options and not really know what your personal taste is or what you're really gravitating towards. So I really like that. Look out of wedding things, look at shoes, look at maybe other garments that are not wedding related and that might really like put you in your style. Yeah, I would say for most of our brides, though, and for me too, is start with your venue and the time of year, right? If you're going to get married in fall, and it's it's kind of like in the woods or in like a very natural environment, you know, look for earthy tones. If you're getting married on a beach, then opt for blues or the lighter pastels. So it really comes down to time of year, venue, and then your own wedding dress, right? A lot of our brides will pick out their own wedding dress before they decide on bridesmaids dresses, because it kind of sets the tone for the kind of style that you should go for so such great yeah. advice I love <laughs> so before we head out we always like to close with a fun fact and apropos to today's topic this fact is that bridesmaid dresses actually used to imitate the bride's gown so instead of them all looking exactly the same with the bridesmaid everybody looked the same based off of the bride's gown and that was to disguise her from evil spirits thwarted suitors and robbers how romantic <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's so true. I didn't know that. And I was just like having a conversation with someone when I first started the company. And they were like, do you know the origins of bridal parties? And I was like, I really don't. And he told me and I was like, I don't know if I believe you. And I went home and Googled it. And sure enough, it's true. (laughs) Right? Pretty much the reason that we started the Bouquet Toss podcast is that there are so many little facts like that about the origins of weddings that we don't know it's just it's nice to know where it actually came from yeah the wild and wacky wedding traditions (laughs) (laughs) totally well thank you so much grace it was wonderful to talk to you can you give our listeners a look at where they can find you and birdie gray on the web sure so you can find us at birdiegray.com or you can follow us on instagram at birdie gray that's b-i-r-d-y-g-r-e-y we're very very active on social and so give us a follow and yeah check us out if you guys are looking for bridesmaids dresses yeah such a fun follow and be sure to keep following grace so you can stalk her wedding planning journey <laughs> up until i've been altar. sharing it yeah i've been sharing it all on instagram and it's so fun because our fellow like i'll ask brides questions i'll be like where are you 
guys getting your wedding bands from? Like, <laughs> where are you going to get your mother of the bride dress? And it's genuinely coming from me because I'm like, I need some tips. <laughs> I need tips you from it. our customers. Source those uh, suggestions for exactly. Sure. <laughs> well, we can't wait to see those pictures of your wedding. Yay! <laughs> well, thank you so much, ladies. This was so much fun. You've been listening to the Bouquet Toss the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from so that you can plan your wedding your way. We're continuing the discussion in our private community. Join our supportive group of brides-to-be by heading to thebudgetsavvybride.com slash community. Now it's your turn to catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. As always, stay true to you, And we look forward to chatting again soon.